He prowls the depths of the North Atlantic, a terror beneath the crashing waves. With rage and conviction, he storms the gates of Atlantis and seeks to usurp your king. He is Black Manta. Welcome. This is Super Black. We are your host, Carl and Dan, and today we are talking about a, I think that's our first supervillain, uh, one that we are intimately knowledgeable on. And I say that with all, what's the word? Uh, you lie! There you go. It's two words. I, we, we know nothing about this guy, but he's, he's, he's funny looking and he's, he's pretty cool. His name is Black Manta. The scourge of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> uh, Dan, what was your first sort of introduction to the Black Manta character? My DC comic book cards back in the mid to late nineties. Ooh, yes, that, that's, that was I think my. That's first... how most people uh, got acquainted with uh, many superheroes back in the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I still have that collection. I went home a couple of weeks ago, popped that open, and it's like, oh, there's Black Manta, and it's like, and brought back. Like, I remember just looked like that's a funny looking hat, and just move, moving on. Yeah, let's let's give let's give a breakdown yeah. to the listeners on what this guy kind of looks like, who is you know his enemies are. So just off the bat, if you've never seen Black Manta, I'm I'm fairly certain that the first time you saw him, you'll never forget him. Which is a, a staple of a, a good character design, I think, but also don't make him look like this. So Black Manta is a, a basically a man in a wetsuit with a UFO-shaped helmet. And by UFO, I mean it comes out further than his shoulders. It's, it's huge with these giant fish eyes. And it has uh, the, the scales. Is it a scale or a fin? It has fins on the top. And he fights with a, his uh, his wetsuit is power armor, basically. So it gives him uh, super strength. He's able to swim uh, crazy fast, uh, lift heavy objects underwater, which I don't I don't understand. I don't think that's really a thing. But and he is the uh, arch nemesis of Aquaman. So Jason Momoa has a uh, an arch nemesis and his name is Black Manta. So. If you go out there looking for that guy, you see a UFO shaped head, that's him. And you'll never you'll never not see him after that. It's it's the weirdest thing. He's he's been on what uh he's been on Smallville. Um what else? He was in the Justice League cartoon. He was well, in... keep in mind, he was in the Justice League cartoon, I think when they did not have the rights to the actual name of Black Manta. So they referred to him as another character. Like yeah, he was in the background. Right. Yeah. He definitely had a silhouette of black manta but they did not call him that that's right i forgot that they called him a different name they so called he, him devil ray devil ray wow yes yes and he, he he most certainly looks like that i think all right so we're, we're kind of all over the place because we we're not super into black manta's origins or anything because they're during our research we found out that his origins are very um poorly written as it were but his character design and the fact that he's called black manta which you'll hear another episode about that conversation 
is interesting. So my next question to you, oh, Dan, first of all, finish your thought on your first uh, introduction to Black Manta. It was one of the, like, I just, you know, looked through the card. I didn't, I didn't even, at that point, I didn't put two, two and two together that he was a black man. I just thought he was a superhero with black tones and a big old helmet and looked scary, so they called him Black Manta. And just, that was pretty much it. You know, it was like, it was, it was take it or leave it. Because at that point, I wasn't actually big into Aquaman, because even Aquaman at that point was kind of a silly character. So I couldn't take it seriously. Yeah, I, I didn't know, actually, that Black Manta was a black man until the Young Justice cartoon, which uh, Dan and I both love uh, and hold very dear to our hearts. Exactly. And I, still, <laughs> and I still watch it to this. Oh, they began uh, the the voice recordings for the new season, by the way. Bless bless your heart, Netflix, for, for bringing that back. Yes. Um, uh, but I remember seeing him take off his helmet and realizing there's a black man underneath there I was like wait that that's really on the nose what what's going on here and then because young justice was so good at writing and plotting and 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 turning their characters into these fleshed out amazing um people i was like okay i can get behind this every once in a while i was to look at like why is he black and call black man so i was like that makes no sense and then the racist man to me was like Hey, black people can't swim. What's going on here? <laughs> you took it to a whole other level. Like, you know he shouldn't be in the water. Yes. Get out of that pool. Yes. God, oh, God black damn it. Manta. <laughs> but I, I think I, I agree with you that I, I thought it was uh, it was a nice reveal that he was a black guy. Because my, my entire life, I didn't know. I've known about uh, Black Manta for quite a while. And I knew that he was, you know, a villain of... Aquaman's, but they never show his face. That was the thing, at least growing up. I never saw a comic. I never read an Aquaman comic. So my only uh, interaction with this character was were cartoons. It was uh, mm-hmm. Teen Titans cartoon. He was in there. It was, uh, the uh, again, when he was called Devil Ray in the Justice League. And then again, with Young Justice. Like It, it was, it's actually a weird, um, nice story. That I didn't know that this happened until, and and I only have interactions with him in a cartoon, and a cartoon showed me that he was a black guy. So mm-hmm. his writing was, you know, very good in the, in Young Justice, and it introduced the fact that he's a father, and his son Aqualad. is Aqualad. Yeah, the uh, other Aqualad, the second one. Yeah, yes. Uh, which which made for very in depth, very crazy storytelling in that cartoon like very adult stories about an estranged father trying to reconnect with his son who they both have different views on the world like if that's not just a normal story of fathers and sons then what is like you have it's like having a son who has different political views than than you and you want to almost bring him over to your side because you're like this is my son he should think like i think but then there's like that weird push and pull where he has to be his own man. Well, in Black Manta's world, he needs Aqualad to be an evil guy. He needs him to be a bad guy. He wants him to be by his side. He sees his son as a very strong, very uh, capable uh, Atlantean. And the fact that he's fighting on the side of his greatest enemy is just, it kills him. 
So <laughs> the the storytelling in Young Justice that they did with Black Manta and Aqualad, I feel was great. It was amazing. Yeah. Because it was very well fleshed out. All right, let's 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 double back on Black Manta. My my next question was uh, based on a, a conversation that we had earlier. Do you think Devil Ray is a better name than Black Manta? Only because no, no. It's like oh no, it doesn't. Yes, Devil Ray is a real, but at the same time, like Black Devil. Like that's like I see that like I see that in my head. I I know it's meant to be he's meant to be a bad guy, but those connotations don't don't seem to go hand in hand in my brain right now. Oh, you can't divorce. Like you, you can both I, say. I didn't think that. I I thought Devil Ray is just a, a cool sounding name for a, a supervillain, and if it's a black guy, it's a black mm-hmm. guy. That's fine. And if he wears a black suit, that's fine. And if someone at some point calls it that that black devil, this I would actually kind of laugh at that. <laughs> Like man, that what is that dude from the seventies? Like, where where did he come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I kind of like Devil Ray. I I like it as an alternative name. Like that that was mm-hmm. a good choice on their part. If they don't have the rights to the name Black Manta, Devil Ray certainly uh, fits the role nice. They could have went way worse. So yeah, they could have gone worse, and then when I made that realization that that was black man in the background and they called him devil ray me being missed i was like no that's not right i i at that point i preferred black manta because mm-hmm. i was so used to that name it's been a, it's been around for such a long time it's like like why don't you just call him by what he's supposed to be yeah you couldn't divorce mm-hmm. the uh the, the 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 character from the name and it and I, it, it might have to do with the fact that it's so blatantly obvious that it's him because there's no other character yep. that looks like uh, Black Manta. And I think uh, as, as an exercise in kind of branding a superhero, you want to have a really prominent silhouette. We've, we've talked about this before. And uh, there, there are a number of characters in like Batman with the ears or uh, Wonder Woman with the lasso. Uh, if you paint them all black and have them stand, you can pick these superheroes out of a lineup. Superman and kind of like every other buff, barrel-chested, cape-wearing dude is a little harder to to pull out. But <laughs> black Manta cuts... Not only does Black Manta cut a striking shadow, you don't really have to paint a whole lot of them to get that shadow going. He's, he's kind of already all black. No. Nope, not at all. And it's like it's one of those like that's what that makes him memorable, just like every other superhero, Superman, Superman. Well, not really Spider-Man anymore, because, um, yeah, Daredevil. Not, they all cut like a like interesting. You, you don't even have to add much to the costume themselves. It's just very basic elements that make them imposing and fun, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. So let's 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 move on to Black Manta's kind of origin, and while we aren't interested in this let's turn this into kind of like a forge deal where we make up our own backstory for black manta and 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 see how interesting we can get with a basically a black guy who who lives underwater So 
I guess this is the forge, people. Welcome. <laughs> All right, let's let, All right. let's see what you actually. You kick it off. I usually kick these off, but I, I have nothing for this guy right now. I mean, how say like, how do you want to go? Say, like, so we're not actually going to talk about his actual origin story. Where we want to dive into something. Yeah, let's do something bolder. Yeah, let's. Okay. Let's, yeah. All right. So, considering that Aquaman in the in the comic book series is somewhat magical, not somewhat. He is mad. He's is a is a magical kind of creature. Um, I want to say that Black Manta has existed for more than a century, and he was alive via the slave trade, and he was actually a slave that escaped and was caught and then thrown overboard. Uh, during one of the trips back and forth between the you know the, the uh, between the triangle trade, and somehow uh, this is where I'm going to start needing help because I think I think you know where I'm going at this point, mm-hmm. right? It's like somehow he was caught up in some sort of like you know let's go back to the Bermuda Triangle, right? He washed ashore in the Bermuda Triangle, where he was stuck for centuries. And what one if, day, what if his preservation is based off of the, maybe he's like the, the mirror of Aquaman, you know, <laughs> like everything you just said, but in like the way Aquaman has his, uh, his trident his, the magical trident. Maybe there's like a sister version of that, that he has that keeps <laughs> him that, that has preserved him this long, but his hate and his pain has corrupted the magic inside of it and it's kind of like changed his physiology so that maybe he's not even uh wearing a wetsuit his skin has just become like pitch from hate Mm. over the centuries just seething and and it's all magnified by this uh other trident or quadrident what's a Mm -hmm. four-pronged one the quad quadrident it's, it's four is, is quad, yes. I don't feel like because we can make up that term and just keep it moving. Sure, quadrident, okay. everyone. Quadrident. But even I'm thinking, like I'm thinking, this is just me nitpicking now because even Aquaman's trident in the Justice League movie is technically a quadrident. Okay, so maybe he has like seventeen prongs. I don't know. Okay, we can put in as many prongs as we want. But what should it be like? Maybe it's there's two of them or maybe if you put them together they become like one long one mm-hmm. so maybe each aquaman and uh and black man to have uh opposite ends of the same staff the way uh mm-hmm. darth maul had a lightsaber that can connect itself then okay at, then at least you you have a a, a tether to Aquaman. So he doesn't actually know who Aquaman is at the start. They both, uh, like he, again, he's, he's centuries old. So there, there is no Aquaman when he starts, but. So the, the two pieces are, are, are drawn together. Okay. So, okay. So here we go. So what if his quadrant was the source of the power that created the Bermuda triangle? What if the triangle is created to keep the trident from getting into anybody else's hands and somehow he found a way in you know in in that last desperate moment of him trying to find land 
the trident pulled him into the Bermuda Triangle. I like so he's Ooh, I like so he going. stopped. Yeah, so he stopped aging with the help of the trident and sat in the Bermuda Triangle for centuries, watching all these ships crash ashore. He's the reason no. the ships crash. He is all he knows is these these slave boats. So every time a boat comes, he thinks it's a slave ship coming to get him. He crushes it, destroys it. They go into the Bermuda Triangle. Nobody comes out. This magical staff he uses to kill these suspected uh, slave traders. And every time he kills, the hate grows and his skin turns blacker and darker. And but, just... but so, but but what? So, but what if? What if that's like not not only is he pulling in slave you know slave uh, slave ships, but now he's pulling like old World War Two ships like all, like all this stuff. Everything he's but blinded same time, by. Like, he's blinded by every all to him. All of these are slave ships. All the yes. planes that come in are are, are coming to, to enslave him. Everything that comes into the Bermuda Triangle, he thinks is coming after him because what else does he know? He's the only one in there. Why would they be going in there? He's say just, and what say what if. He has, with all the slave ships that he's pulled in to the shore that he's destroyed, he's created his own armada because he rescues the slaves. Yes. He delivers, like, and he, meanwhile, he's becoming this senile dictator. He's a pirate king. He, he becomes a pirate king. He's a friggin' pirate king. He saves, he saves all... Man, this is going to become really... Uh maybe racially tinged but he saves all the black people that he, he off these ships thinking that he's liberating slaves turns them to his side through not only you know charisma but magic like the magic is corrupting them as well everything in his presence mm -hmm. is becoming corrupted and he's building this crazy army training rebuilding mm -hmm. the ships in his own image just these dark midnight ghost ships that they man and go out and collect supplies from. He sends his army out. He can't leave the Bermuda Triangle because of mm. the, the staff, but he sends his armadas out for supplies and everyone but always returns. What's his redemption though? I don't know. At some like we, point, we, know, we, we know what motivates his hate, but like we, we, you know, to build a well-rounded character, we know that we can't make him one-dimensional. Like, you know, it's like... Um, Yes, he's an escaped slave, and he has that fear and resentment of what's going on. But at a certain point, he can, he becomes more powerful than the people that it, that pulled him in, right? So but we, I feel he needs, I, he needs he needs a, a an arc. I I, yeah. I get that part, but I, I feel I I wanted to get the the cool portions back so we can double in and just say maybe he his. His redeeming factor is that maybe he does have a son, like that mm -hmm. Aqualad, and his son was with him on the boat. He, yeah, maybe that's the catalyst. We work in Aqualad, so maybe Aqualad becomes an immortal as well, but he becomes an Atlantean. Like the son gets tossed overboard with the father, Atlantis gets the boy, mm -hmm. and he uh, he goes to the Bermuda Triangle. So he wants to find his son. Maybe he doesn't have a concept of how long he's been in the Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. So when he gets out, I don't know, the, the, does he find out that his son died? Does he find out that his son is working with Atlanteans? Is the boy immortal? How would the boy become immortal? 
No. Say, I, here's a say. Hmm. I mean, we could go that route. Ooh, what if he dies, but the magic holds on to that that characteristic and imbue, uh, like transfers it through centuries to different people in his like uh, his entourage? Like it's a passed down mantle. Like as the old Black Manta uh, dies, he hands the staff off to someone he saved that's younger, basically giving over that that essence of that first guy to him. Like so- Dread Pirate Roberts? Kind of, yeah. Except literally transferring over his essence and his, you know, his thoughts, completely taking over this other vessel, and just transfers that throughout the centuries. And he's just in a never-ending search for his lost son. Then we can say that there is a guy. There, you know, there is a boy whose father, like the a father, lost his son to the Atlanteans, and he takes on the. Uh, the the essence of the original guy and all the mm-hmm. subsequent guys and there's still that burning like sensation from the first guy to find his son this guy has the same motivation which amplifies his powers and now he goes off to Atlantis to, to get his son back mm-hmm. I, so I was going a different way in my head I like that idea but the idea that I have, and say, I say, you know, I know it's probably may not work completely fleshed out right now. But so we we stick with the Black Manta as who he is already, mm-hmm. right? On the Bermuda Triangle, and we we'll say he got thrown off the ship with his son because he tried to escape with his son, right? So they they get thrown overboard. Somehow he gets sucked into the Bermuda Triangle, but his son gets saved by an Atlantean. Like maybe there's a fleet out there patrolling the waters, and they didn't get to their father in time. Like, they already know about the Bermuda Triangle and the, the, the cage that it, turned into be, that, that it turned out to be for this other trident. And the person who had the trident before him, who probably already had the mantle of Black Manta, kind of like uh, uh, in, incorporating what you talked about before. So that kid gets adopted, he goes to Atlantis, and he grows up there. And he has his own family, you know they uh, and so on and so forth and as like the years go down right a child is born that looks exactly like his son and one day as like he's you know it's like he he takes on the moniker of, uh, of uh, aqualad and he's out in the oceans one day doing the patrol of the bermuda triangle and the black manta on his patrol is just so happens to see him and so that he sees, he sees a uh, basically his grandson and believes it to be his son. Yes. Okay. I like I like the idea. I actually, if you were to take a step back and say the boy, the original son finds an Atlantean family, and then the father goes looking for him uh, when he's in his like Aqualad stage, his teen stage, mm-hmm. and then sees that he's grown up. He basically wants his son back, but his son is like, I don't know who you are, and then compound that with the fact that he's like destroying ships he's basically the scourge of atlantis There's he tries to explain to his son like yeah he tries to explain to his son like i'm doing this for a reason i'm doing this for us these people are bad i'm trying to stop this from happening i've been looking for you this is this is mm-hmm. all i've wanted is to find you and his son hates him because he's been raised in a society where he, literally the black man is the boogeyman yes and it, it it really goes to that uh star wars 
uh, father son story where it's like I it, it it cannot be true that you're my dad. It can't be. And he's mm-hmm. like, trust me, I am your father, and I'm here to I I need I need you back. I need I need you back. And he's like, no, I have a a family, and you're obviously not my father because you're you're the devil. You're literally the devil. Like you mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a murderer and our our king our king <laughs> is is coming for you and that puts him on the path is like well then if that's the case then i will be the king and he gets that conflict with aquaman where aquaman's basically fighting him to stop him from you know destroying people or uh, killing people and, and enslaving people with his magic and black manta is doing it to just all on the basis to regain that little bit of love he had uh with his son you know that that mm-hmm. that bright spot the only bright spot in his life at that tumultuous time he's doing all of this to, like he's i'm gonna overthrow this king i'm gonna become leader of atlantis we're gonna merge the bermuda triangle with atlantis it's gonna be beautiful i'll get my son back like his brain mm-hmm. is working in that uh in that mode but every step that he mentions there's just a long list of evil stuff he has to do to get to that yes yeah that works just fine absolutely i like that idea yeah i like it a lot there may we could even keep the autism angle that he was an autistic young man growing up so he was shunned in you know whatever uh village he was in so that Mm -hmm. when and then i don't know maybe he finds somebody to love and they have yeah that the one person understands him takes him in they become a couple and they have a child and that's when right when they have the kid they go slave ships come in kill the wife so he loses his only love now the only thing that brings him joy the only tether to that love is his son and then they get separated that that like emotional trauma is is, uh amplified by the magic of the sister staff it all works It works absolutely. I I like this character way more with our backstory than with the original one. No, all right, let's let's take it uh, one step further before we we close out this episode and let's let's change his uh his look. Like I, I like the helmet. I get, but I'd rather not do that. <laughs> so what? Like how how do we balance a uh? a very striking silhouette without having his head look like a dinner plate. I haven't gotten that far yet. because I think a lot of it would, would come with the staff. I think the staff should be huge. Mm-hmm. I think Aquaman has a very long staff, but I think his should be like, like he can be, he can extend it if he needs to. And it's like the way Sephiroth has a sword that's, like clearly eight feet long he has a staff that is about that long so he's always holding on to that and then i think his his outfit should be an amalgamation of uh pieces of ships and old garments from you know wrecked uh passersby like just a patchwork of armor that he stitched himself together just plated uh aqua armor but then he needs something to to breathe with, I think, but I think the magic would help with that. No, the magic. I, I don't necessarily want to go that route just yet. Like I, every time we talk about his costume being a patchwork of what's going on, 
I keep thinking to those old um, Bell um, swimsuits, the big old puffy ones with the bit with the big old um, helmets. The yeah, the uh, the uh, submarine submarine. The um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I know what you like the Bioshock type giant yes. uh, diver suit. So he finds a way to integrate that helmet with the rest of the diving suit or whatever starts growing on him as uh, as he becomes more and more corrupted, more and more evil. I think, but I think, uh, oh, how about this? I like I like the idea of the, the bell suit. I think it would have to slim down if he's going to be in any shape to be combat ready. Like he mm. would, if, if, if he's doing the fighting, because at, at, at the onset, he's going to be doing a lot of the ship crashing on his own so he has to be kind of he has to have good movement so i i guess yeah. the the ocean like the staff can control the waves so he can ride waves on that giant mm-hmm. ship so there there isn't a, an interesting uh split between this giant heavy diver suit and the water basically just carrying him wherever he needs to go fast like he he barely moves the water does everything for him Mm-hmm. So I like I actually like that idea of like the, maybe maybe he just he 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 has that diver suit from uh, does this build the diver suit around himself or does he have one like as a base that he modifies? He has no he has to build a suit the the, the trident helps him build the, the sister staff helps him build another suit. I'm trying hey, I'm trying to figure out the best way to incorporate that. The headpiece, like what would make make the most sense for the headpiece? You know, we can go the, we we can go the Batman route and be like, what scared him? You know, what was intimidating to him? I and think, the I think the depth. Were... I think the depth, the depths of mm-hmm. the ocean, coupled with the 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 sea life, is a good route. I like that having him be afraid of. But I don't. I, I would rather him not be. Like Batman, where he's like, "I'm gonna use my what I'm afraid of to, uh, you know, strike fear mm-hmm. in other people." I think with him, it's more I'm afraid of the ocean and I'm afraid of you know the things underneath it. So let me get as bulky as possible so that they can't hurt me. So we don't need to have him have a manta ray shaped head. It could be like that mm-hmm. diver's a rounded helmet, like a giant uh, diver's helmet. Uh, but he just happens like it's like he just happens to come across as the centuries go on. Yeah, like right? or- we 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 can we can have the origin story take place, having encounter his son, lose his son. Okay, so we can have him lose his son back to Atlantis, right? He retreats back to Bermuda, and then centuries later, his grandson, great grandson, emerges from Atlantis as Aqualad. Like we 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 don't have to call his son. We don't even have to call his son Aqualad to be absolutely honest. No. Right, but his great grandson emerges as Aqualad, and by that time, he's found the diving suits. He's incorporated the helmet into the costume, and he's now ready to take his, his act as revenge. Like he he has become the boogeyman for the Atlant. Like he's the Atlantean's boogeyman. And and I, I I like the idea of him in this suit being super fast underwater. Like some like the yeah. magic carries him around, but. If you're in Atlantis and you look up and there's just this very heavy looking suit, literally like plowing through the water around the glass dome, Mm 
that's pretty cool. And I, I, I like the idea that maybe over the centuries, the magic is doing a lot of it for him to the point where one day the, the suit is no longer necessary and he cracks it off and underneath his skin is pitch black and there's like tendrils of black going up like from his neck up his nose into his mouth and that's what's allowing him to breathe basically the magic is like uh crawled into his nostrils and his into his mouth and it like pumps the air into him so he's just like you could see that he's a black man above but then there's just like these tendrils of uh magic inky skin pouring down his throat Mm -hmm. from his neck and you see it's like it's working its way to his brain so you know he's being corrupted and one day he just cracks the the uniform off and then he's in the ocean then he looks like the boogeyman like he's like this monstrous looking dude just careening through the water looking for aquaman and and his son and i'm looking up the uh the old diving masks is what they look like Mm-hmm. And an argument, an argument can be made where that eventually just turns into the black manta costume, right? And the reason for the red glowing eyes is because the magic is completely just taken over. Like he's just used the diving helmet now as a way to scare people. Yeah, it's his, it's his, uh, it's, it's his boogeyman outfit. Yeah, he's like, I just this is my this is what I do to 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 strike fear. This is how they know I'm coming, and it, yep. it and it it. it pulls him out maybe the magic does kind of my idea but he does it to everybody else so while it it does it to everybody so his entire armada his army can breathe underwater but he's the only one that puts on the helmet because at this point it it makes everybody afraid (laughs) and he's just like this stoic like statuesque man floating through the water slowly while his like armada of of, uh, basically I, basically, he has his own slaves. He's been liberating these people in his mind, thinking that they were going to be slaves, and basically made them slaves anyway. Not only mm-hmm. to him, but to the magic. So there's irony. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. that I, I I love that. Now, what do we do with all like, that? <laughs> what do we do? Hack it away into a file. Like we we are slowly building our own universe. Oh my god, that's so that's so great, uh, folks. I hope you enjoyed uh, our ramblings, uh, our creative ramblings. And uh, if you did, and you'd like to hire us to write um, stuff for Marvel or DC or Image or whatever, just get in contact, and we'll we'll definitely talk because we're we're smart guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think that's the end of the Black Manta episode. We went a little longer, but uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that was the most fun I've had talking about Black Manta ever. <laughs> this has been Super Black. Uh, thank you for listening. Hit us up on Twitter and on Facebook. Eh, you know what? Don't even hit us up on Facebook. I'm never on there. But uh, on Twitter, at Super Black Org. Uh, on Instagram, you can go to The Carnival Prince and uh, The Basement Monster uh, and look at some great art from Dan. And you can hit up uh, Super Black Org to get uh, updates on the show and see art from Dan as well on our, our weird creations. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening. And this is uh, full stop. Peace out, folks. <laughs>